Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show. Oh, boy. What can we say about the uh, intro? They used to have lyrics. But the guys couldn't make the lyrics fit the music. So we told them just sing Chappelle Show over and over. And it turned out good. I'm Neil Brennan, by the way. That was Dave Chappelle of Chappelle Show. All right, here's the... Most obviously annoying commercial in a long time. Not the commercial as much as the way that girl was dancing. Um, so we decided to uh, go after her. After, well, whatever, after the, you know. The, um. Uh, there used to be a line, are you on ecstasy? <laughs> that we cut. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, are you on ecstasy? And is that the snake? That crazy dancing making my penis soft. I remember you improvised that. David will improvise. These things often. happen from time to time. Because we get out there. You think jokes are really hilarious? And then you get All right, her room. audition take, we should have put that on the DVD, man. It was pretty much this. This with less closing. Originally in the script, we ran her over. Yeah, we ran her over. Comedy Central did not want us to run her over. They said it's too harsh to run her over. We said it was all in fun. They won that argument. Yeah, but it worked out. The splash worked. There's my ego. <laughs> Walking out on stage. It's a sweet blue leather thing, dude. Oh, thank you. Wardrobe picks out all my clothes. Sometimes the things I wear, sometimes the things that I, the only things that I could get cleared that week. <laughs> Wardrobe generally dresses Dave and Raprounds like their imaginary boyfriend. Yes. The guy that they would like to go out with, how he would dress. That's how they dress Dave. Let's take a listen. As a matter of fact, I'll show you a little bleeper. Blooper. It's a bleeper of a blooper, though. Good save. I was a little... That was, this is our first show, so when you came out and flubbed the line and then caught it, I was like, that's a good sign. Oh, wow, they took the fuzzy off. I haven't seen that yeah, I haven't seen that titty in a long time. <laughs> Man. Veronica? Hello, old friend. <laughs> this was funny. This was... This slow-mo thing we didn't have until, like, the day of the show. We were watching it in the editing, in, like, the, in, like, the director's thing. And it was like, we should just slow it down. And it turned out really fun. I'm eating an orange, if you don't mind. True story. Well, <laughs> I summoned the titty. It was a true story. Already, so, some skits? Skits is an inside joke between me and Neil. We hate when people call sketches skits, when people say, do your skit for me. So we call them skits all the time. Now they're, they're now people call them, everyone calls them skits now. Hey, we're big on perpetuating things we hate. Like if we hate people calling sketches skits, then we'll just call them skits. Nigger is another one. <laughs> he dreaded inward. All right, now Pop Copy, that's Guillermo Diaz on the right from Half-Baked, obviously. He's like an incredibly funny dude. Michael Rappaport, who we got completely on a fluke. We actually bumped into him. The week, week we were shooting, shooting. Yeah. And, I mean, it was crazy. I was like, hey, I'm doing this pilot. Would you want to do it? And he was like, sure. Easiest, easiest pitch ever. Yeah, and the other thing is, Rappaport is really hilarious. Like, he had a lot of funny shit that he added when he came. 
Not your fucking mom's Guillermo. So you would think anyone can do what Guillermo does? Like, oh, you meet tons of dudes like that in the world. There are so few actors that can do it because when we did Half Baked, we auditioned tons of dudes. And he was the only, like, literally the only guy out of like maybe two hundred. Um, yeah, one of, well, yeah, no, and uh, yeah, but so, they don't say no names. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so yeah, he's like unbelievably funny with that, with that sort of hard Cuban, Puerto Rican, Latin shit. Another interesting thing about the sketch, this was one of the sketches from when we pitched the show. Mm -hmm. We pitched the show with two sketches, this one and Clayton Bigsby were kind of the reasons that we kind of did the show in a weird way. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, didn't we pitch for reparations, too? Oh, yeah, reparations. Instead of yeah. Bigsby, and then we... Then look at it and tell them it's the wrong format. If they use Apple, tell them we're PC. If they use PC, tell them we're Apple. And if they got both, then tell them we use Linux. And if they got that, tell them the computers are down. They should be anyhow. It's the, the whole system actually went down. It's going to be shut down for a couple hours. Hours? The system? It happens. The whole system? But this is a big place. How can Listen, you system? Sister, I got to go take a shit. The management. Should a customer get all uppity and ask to speak to a manager, then tell him, guess what? I am the manager. Uh, I want to see the manager. Yeah, no, see, I am the manager. You are the manager? That's right, my friend. I'm the only manager here. Unless you want to talk to the pop copy president. And I don't know him. You might can help me out with that. I don't know. I mean, really get in their face about it. I want to see your manager. What, nigga? I am your manager. What's up? You're the manager? That's right. How many are you? You done. That's it. Your job is what? done, nigga. Get out. I asked I'll call you later, nigga. What are you talking about? You know, a lot of people ask why. Why treat the customer this way? Why? Because fuck them, that's why. Bathroom upkeep. Bathroom upkeep is important to us here at Pop Cover. Be sure to spray chocolate sauce on the wall near the toilet to give the appearance of errant feces. This will ensure that any customer who uses our restroom will never, ever return to one of our stores. We ask that you sign a sheet to verify this gets done once an hour, 24 times a day. Uh-oh, Tony. You missed a spot. Whoa. Now that looks poopy. I hope you found this tape informative. There's Neil in the background. That's me on the right. My, see my calves? It's weird when you see your calves on TV. That's Neil at the counter. That's me. I'm yelling at Rappaport. I'm actually miming at Rappaport. Uh-oh. He's mad. Here he goes. Bam! Kind of a rough push. I mean, not a rough push. That was It was good that it worked. Popcopy came uh, poor treatment at a place called Popcopy. Now, the company that that is based on has actually we were afraid they were going to be mad at us but they actually said to they watch it at their work now people we know that work at the pop copy style place watch that sketch for fun and the corporate office has asked if there's anything they could do for Dave to make it right uh, alright now look a lot of people might not notice about me watching me on TV or whatever I'm going to tell you something I'm a huge fan of the hip hop music. That's not true. Dave's hate. Dave hit. A lot of older people were freaked out by this sketch. Yeah. I love your show, but how could you do this to Nat King Cole? This is one of my favorites. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's very broad, very, uh, not even broad. It's just, it's harsh. 
from early in this century, as early as 1930. Obviously, we're not making fun of that King Cole. No, it's more about hip hop. And, and I'll show it to you tonight as proof positive um, that it happened before hip hop. We're making fun of hip hop. We're making, you know what I mean? But it's, you know, we kind of make fun of hip hop mm -hmm. and love it at the same time. I think it was the set of the free, the, your beloved Nick King Cole. Everyone quiet, here it comes. <laughs> Shepherds in fields as they... Now I remember you being pissed off at the lyrics to the first Noel, like, what the fuck is... What? Yeah, for and certain. Is, poor shepherds, for certain. For shizzle. Like the extras. Funny dudes. Happy holidays, you trifling bitch! Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, take that girl. <laughs> All right, this is obviously making fun of the the Dre video where they poured the mini videos. I mean, but especially the Dr. Dre video with the the first one, G thing. Where they did it, and it was just like, and they aired it a thousand times on TV. Like, all right, yeah, that's we're fine with that. <laughs> Malt liquor on a, on a lady, sure. Peace, you punk bitches. Come back next year when I put some little eggnog in your face. Squirt. Squirt. Eggnog in your face, one of the edgier things you'll see on commercial television. Watch how fast this commercial break is on the DVD. Look how fast it goes. Ta-da! <laughs> no, this is actually in the same... Looking like my mother. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. No, that's not yes, what I said. You you the names for these characters, Janice and Brian, actually my uh, stepbrother and his wife's name. So his mother-in-law was mad thinking that I was making fun of her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they get mad at us from time to time. Our families. This sketch actually came from an argument that Neil had with his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, I where I was like, it was, in fact, not just one, like <laughs> we're like 100 <laughs> that I had with my ex-girlfriend. It was just like, because, you know, you get in these relationships and they, they don't remember and you want to, you know. Again, you know, you get in this, Dave, I'm going to go masturbate, made, you know, on the spot, you need a close, you need a punch at the end of the, you need what's called in the business a punchline. Am I giving away trade secrets here? Yeah, when you don't have one, masturbate's always good. Something about crack will work. Poop. Poop. Doo-doo. Doo-doo titties. Remember those simple rules. Crack, masturbate, doo-doo titties, and you have a closer. It's pretty gross. I remember I had a, a little skirmish with Bobcat, the director, about where the jacket should be in the closet. Should it be covering her? You know, you get in these stupid arguments for nothing, and then you watch it at home, and or you know wherever you're watching, and it doesn't make a difference. It's a sweet jacket. Hey, was that Rob from Tyrone's Intervention? Yeah. No. Yeah. He's called Scott Belushi. He's fake dude. All right, that dude is a, that, uh, what's that dude's name? The little dude? Little Trey or something, he has some street <laughs> oh, name. Yeah. Oh, he's got like a, he's got like a little, little Trey or something we was calling him. <laughs> Trey Dog. Stupid dwarf. Totally gay, 100%. Home stenographer and travel stenographer. Available in stores now. Available in our robots. Good Lord, we're back. Welcome to Chappelle's show. I still haven't been canceled yet. That's funny because it's the first episode. Get yeah, it? I, I haven't been canceled yet. Might be the one to do it. I don't this get it. Probably the all right, now, black friend, we showed this to 
a guy named Say Adams who did like he did every album cover in like Def Jam history. Did Beastie like, Boys, Beastie Boys, Lights He did Public Enemy. He did uh, Jay Z, DMX, all that shit. Like he's an incredibly bright, sharp, cutting edge dude. He's also a feminist and a vegetarian. That gives you feminist, idea. vegetarian, and also you know what I found out recently? Never curses. Okay, so yeah, he's gonna have a problem. So with he this watches bitch. this, and he literally thought it felt like he said it was like the time Adam Horowitz said the N word at the Apollo. Adam Horowitz from the Beastie Boys. That, so we had that was the first person we showed the sketch to, first black person at that, and we thought it was we were done for. Um, then we showed it a few weeks later at a show at Caroline's. It did really well with the audience. I saw Say later, and he said, people will laugh at anything. ...his message to a wider audience. He agreed to give his first public interview ever. This guy right here, he used to be on Small Wonder, and he was the dad in War Games. Yes. And he was, the, he was perfect. We use him all the time now. Bill Bogart, incredibly funny dude. Not, like, hilarious to talk to, but for these sketches, perfect. All right, Dave, tell me about the where this sketch came from. I've been sitting on this one for a while. This was a based off of a story my grandfather told me. My grandfather, if you ever saw him, looked like a white person. Probably was a white person. He was born in a white hospital in 1911, which is impossible for a black woman to have a baby in a white hospital under any circumstances. Meaning, like his father was probably white, or yeah, either his dad, no, his. Father was probably black. Remember, the mom's white. Oh, okay, right. So the dad was either black or white. Nobody knows. He could be white. That's how crazy it is. Long story short, as far as he knows, he's a black dude that grew up in the streets of D.C. So, uh, and he grew up in. A, he went to a school for the blind. He was blind. He was a blind dude, so he didn't know. But they had to tell kids that he was white, so he wouldn't get in any trouble. But he told me a story one time when he uh. He was on a, a bus the day after Martin Luther King got shot in Washington, D.C., and some brothers were harassing a white dude, like, get off the bus, you honker. What you doing on this bus? We should kill you, man. You should kill you for being around here. Who do you think you are? And my grandfather's thinking, man, what white person would be crazy enough to ride a bus the day after Martin Luther King got shot in D.C.? And at a certain point, he realized they were talking to him. Uh, <laughs> so he talked his way out of it. He got real street on telling how he's a soul brother and this, that, and the other. <laughs> uh, Which doesn't really work anymore, by the way. Yeah, soul brother's not the way you go with that. But the uh, the idea was, was very striking, so the inverse of that became this, this Clayton Bigsby sketch. Did I mention that before? Yes, I believe you did, sir. Matter of fact, my friend Jasper told me one of them coons came by his house to pick his sister up for a date. He said, look here, nigger. That there's my girl. Anyone has sex with my sister, it's gonna be me. Hey, you've never left this property, have you, Mr. Bigsby? No, sir, not in many years. What if I were to tell you that you are an African-American? Sir, listen, I'm gonna make this clear. I'm in no way, shape, or form involved in any narrative. It was freezing this day, I don't know if you remember. Do I? Funny thing is, blind people can't sign books. We never thought of that. <laughs> Why can't they? Huh? 
What have you put it in front of him? Black white supremacist. What's he gonna What's he gonna write? Unsuspecting world. You know, a signature. <laughs> Do they not sign things? No, my grandfather didn't have a but tell him he's black, he probably kill himself. Just to be one less nigger around. His commitment is that. All right, so this is one of the things he, uh, he, I almost said HBO. Comedy Center wanted us to cut. We wanted, all right, there was a big thing where how long, what should be in the first episode. They didn't want this in the first episode because they didn't think it was representative of the show, which I, we disagreed with incredibly strongly to the point of like ap- absolute anger. Then it was this like, was a right, bit, this was it. a bitter battle. Then they wanted to cut this scene. They were like, you can put it in, but cut like five minutes out of it. Which is like, we like your baby, but cut his fingers off because right. he has Not to. even cut his legs and dick off. Yeah, that's, you're right. He should be a girl. Let's <laughs> <laughs> cut his dick off. Um, uh, this is a great joke. So anyway, we fought, fought, fought. They finally said you can, if you get rid of the musical guest, you can run it all the way through in one segment. It was actually a decision of somebody very high up who saw it and was like, you're right, this is a very important piece. So the, the compromise was cut a, a musical guest out of the first act. I mean, out of the first episode, which is why there's no musical guest in the first episode. And we could run this in, in its entirety. And we were very grateful. It was some good executive time. It was like a real mediation on the guy's part. Yeah, everybody was happy. And when we did it, we even liked it. You know, we agreed with him. I think it, this episode plays really well. That's good thinking. Uh-huh. The old hood on backwards gag. They did that in Birth of a Nation, didn't they? <laughs> to be white. We call that guy Brother Luke. He's a little too convincing. He was improvising, like, he brought the wood and the gasoline and the brother Luke. Brother Luke. Good actor, though. Nice guy. Nothing like that. Yeah. You ever see him on the street? Black people, don't be afraid. (laughs) You can ask him for an autograph and everything. He's really a nice dude. But, boy, he plays a convincing cracker, let me tell you. Mainly negros. All right, so Dave just did long takes of this. Yeah. And it was mostly improvised. As I, remember. I mean, like, yeah, yeah was this was all pretty much anything. gibberish. With their chin, I can't understand you. Go back to your country. <laughs> we watched these sketches forty times in editing and afterward. We like the we like the show, and we watch it a lot. I think it's one of the most fully realized sketches we did. Like. This is the one of the best. I mean, if we never wrote anything better than this in our lives. I would, you know, that's a pretty broad thing to say, but this is a really great sketch. <laughs> All right, here's me. That's that was deal. Rusty, the director, decided to make me seem gay and uh, say that I was, I liked Will from Will and Grace. Her name's Condoleezza, by the way. What? Mm. What? Open up your heart and let that hate out. I had a terrible headache that day. Remember that? I don't remember that. I remember you laughing doing this. It was funny to me, but my head was pounding at the same time. Show us your face. (laughs) 
Look at crazy ass. <laughs> that was another thing Comedy Center wanted us to cut. They, they thought it was too broad, but to us it was broad in the exact right way. It blew his mind. Get it? His mind was blown. Thank you all for coming. White power! Now, how do you sum up a sketch like that? Let's take a listen. Yeah, there's another sweetheart of a joke. That in the last few weeks, he has accepted the fact that he is a black man. And three days ago, he filed for divorce from his wife. When we asked why, after 19 years of marriage, he responded... Close up. Because she's a nigger lover. <laughs> oh, generally, we don't like to cut in jokes. We don't like to cut in the middle of jokes, but that's like... You can cut to the punchline, I guess. Is the rule. That's just, I don't know. That's yeah, Mel Brooks told me a long time ago, you don't want too many cutaways in the body of a joke. When I was doing minute tights or something, I remember what he said. Look at that, standing up. I think it was kind of a genuine standing up. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's not the Ricky Lake standing or the Jerry Springer. Although Springer gets some genuine standing has I think. Yeah, because they know they're going to see some fights and some titties on Springer. And poop. Michelle I Lormar. do love skateboards, but I don't hate niggas. I wanted to give a shout out to Michelle Armour, our other executive, oh, okay. you know who uh, handles the nuts and bolts of the show and keeps the whole thing running. Hundreds of people in front of me and just... Pay attention to the theoretical motherfuckers that may or may not watch the show for. Motherfuckers. They might already turn it off, huh? White power, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's white power. I have the power to change the stations.